It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. Yo, heard that nation. Happy new year. Thank you for listening in the United States and around the world. Your girl is back after enjoying the holidays here in Texas, where the weather sometimes wanted to be warm and sometimes wanted to be freezing. It's kind of cool outside right now. Uh, many Texans are not used to these cold temps. I'm originally from Michigan, so that lets you know when your state is shaped as a mitten, that should let you know that the temperatures there are not going to be nice. And I was talking to 
my brother and uh, my parents and um, the, the, the high, I guess, that uh, the day that I was talking to him was like 18 degrees. So warm, sunny beach type temperatures. That was said no one, <laughs> but I appreciate you listening to me today. And I appreciate uh, all the support that I've gotten in 2021. What a phenomenal year uh, that it was for her, that nation and for this podcast. And uh, I just want to start off the show by thanking each and every person that has been listening, that has subscribed, new subscribers, welcome. Uh, appreciate you very much. Thank you for listening on the podcast. I'm on Apple, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify podcast, as well as YouTube. I'm on the YouTube channel. So thank you very much. All those that had went shopping at the uh, Heard That uh, store on uh, heardthatwithmarisa.com. I appreciate it. As I've said uh, several times on uh, various outlets that I've been invited to, and I got uh, a few more that I'll be invited to this year. So I hope you do tune in and uh, I'll keep you informed of what I got going on. It's, it's some exciting stuff coming up um, that the, the items that are in the store, I am a pay it forward, give back type of person. So uh, for all those that purchased, like I had a sweatshirt, uh, a mug, a candle, uh, I had a candle campaign. I teamed up with, uh, Taylor DeBerry, shout out to her. She was on my podcast, uh, last year. Um, she's a independent, uh, business owner that makes these phenomenal candles. And I, hopefully y'all check them out. Taylor candle and co.com, uh, partnered up with her for a couple of uh, candle campaigns that I did, and those proceeds of each sale of those went back to a couple of uh, nonprofit organizations. With the latest one from the holidays going to uh, the Joshua Zerial Hall Foundation, and that episode, uh, I had the opportunity to speak to their parents. It's going to be coming up uh, in a week or so, um, and uh, just so much uncertainty that's happening. Uh, you want to make sure that you continually check in on your loved ones and those that you care about deeply um, because uh, the namesake of that foundation, we I had done something that I'd never done before, which was the every sale of the holiday candle that I had launched. And there's more product that'll be coming this year. Um, every dime went to their foundation to continue to talk to people and educate them about uh, ending suicide and, and the awareness of it. And when uh, you want to give that person, make sure that they get help for, um, mental, their mental health, which is very important. And Joshua, unfortunately, uh, had lost his life. He took his own life. So, uh, definitely an episode that I hope that everybody tunes in for that I will be dropping, uh, very soon sometime this week or next week. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for, you know, every t-shirt, every hat, everything that you've bought. Again, it goes back out to, uh, nonprofit organizations. If you have one that I should, check out, you know, hit me up, heard that with marisa.com. Uh, let me know about it. I'll research it and get back to the people or the person that is responsible with it. And, you know, um, probably get them on the show and talk about their organization, because that is something that I will not stop uh, talking about uh, is nonprofit organizations and giving back in mental health and uh, wellness, uh, small businesses, which, you know, those that know me know that I'm all about small business and, uh, supporting them as well. So, um, over $1,100 was, uh, give, given back to uh, nonprofit and organizations and charities. So thank you for all those that were part of it and, uh, appreciate it. And there'll be more to come, uh, because like I said, I am that person that just enjoys giving back to the community and being involved in the community. So, uh, I, I thank everybody for that. And so, 
we had such a, a crazy ending to 2021. Uh, we're winding down, you know, the bowl season uh, is ending. We got the national championship coming up against Alabama and Georgia. <sighs> My boys didn't do it. My boys did not do it against Georgia. Uh, everybody that knows I am a Michigan fan. If you follow me on the social medias as well as this platform knows I'm a big Michigan fan. Um, I'm so proud of those guys. 12-2 and two was what they ended with. Uh, Georgia was just absolutely lights out. They were too tough. Um, they, they came prepared. I don't know. Uh, there's so much that you can analyze from that game. Uh, but, I mean, listen, looking at what was trending the, uh, over the past several days, past several weeks, people really wanted Alabama and Georgia again during that season, especially Georgia, because I know they wanted that bit where that uh, second opportunity for them to go against Alabama again, I guess that was their, that was actually their only loss that they had. Um, no, they had two, they had one or two losses that they had uh, for the season, but uh, I know that they wanted that opportunity again uh, against Alabama, but this time it's all for the marbles for sure. This is for the national championship. Um, my guys just, just, just unfortunately didn't get it right. And uh, Kate started off. Um, kind of strong, and and it just kind of went south. Uh, and then JJ McCarthy came in, and this kid, I mean, phenomenal arm. I mean, he had 131 yards. He had the only touchdown that Michigan had in was in the fourth quarter. Um, Stetson burnt uh, Bennett the the fourth. Just this, this guy is is absolutely amazing. 313, three touchdowns, absolutely amazing. His receiver core, the, the wide receivers, they were just they were just lights out. Um, it, it 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 was I, I believe and I hate I hate saying this because I know some Michigan fans did get upset at me saying you know you're not believing in our team and everything else but just looking at the way that Georgia was playing down the stretch um, and let me correct myself they have one loss and that was against Alabama Georgia uh, we have two losses uh, one coming to Michigan State who you know was excited that Michigan lost as well as Ohio State and they were excited that we lost too. You know, they came back in the fourth quarter uh, and won their uh, bowl games, respectively. Um, so congrats to them. Um, but just looking at how Georgia handled it after that Alabama loss and looking at the rest of their games, um, this was a team that, that made the adjustments uh, af after losing to Alabama in the SEC championship game. And... and um, I, I felt as if this was going to be a different team that uh, Michigan was going to face. Uh, the first two possessions that Georgia had, even though that Michigan won the coin toss, Georgia scored back to back on those possessions. Um, we did manage to get three points on our on the second possession that we had, and it, it just it just went south. Some interceptions, some fumble of the balls, couldn't hold on to the ball, couldn't capitalize in the red zone. Um, you know, I mean, it held the uh, Hassan Haskins only the nine carries and 39 yards. Um, but like I said, their receivers were just, just so, so tough. Um, James Cook, I think, uh, the running back for Georgia, he, he had 112 yards. He scored a touchdown, you know, but they, they were tougher. They were, the right team is going. Alabama's going. They took care of Cincinnati, uh, 27 to six, um, you know, and, 
Here's the thing that, that was astounding to me that I was reading on social media. Again, this is what I talk about, trending topics that happen in social media. Yeah, everybody, mostly everybody knew that this was going to be an Alabama-Georgia matchup in the national championship. Possibly, possibly, maybe that Michigan could crash that party and go against Alabama. But either way, uh, despite the SEC going 0-5, I believe, and the other bowl games that was going on, um, there was no way in the world that these two teams uh, could possibly beat them. Um, I mean, it... <laughs> It just, it just bums me out that the, the gradual improvements that I saw Michigan make, especially after coming out dismal in that second half when they went against Michigan, um, Michigan State, sorry, it, it, they just, it seemed like they just went back to the way that I saw them play in that second half. And it's just like every opportunity, every chance that they had to go score or whatever the case is, it was just like either an interception or a fumble happened, it took place. Um, Cincinnati just could not have an answer for Alabama, even though they kind of they kind of stayed in the game throughout the first uh, first half, a little bit of the third third quarter. Um, Bryce Young did not have the normal monster game that he has, even though despite scoring three touchdowns, you normally see more yardage out of him. He did throw an interception, um, but just you know, just no answer whatsoever for for from Cincinnati. They just couldn't uh, come up with one. Um, the thing that I was going to say is, and, you know, fans, especially Buckeye fans and Michigan State fans and those that can't stand Michigan, got more of the negative comments than Cincinnati did. And yes, Michigan fans, we go and we celebrated the big win over Ohio State. Yes, it was the first time in 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you know, the record show and everything else. And I've had so many people tag me in posts and see there, and why are you celebrating? And this is too much. And you guys are being ridiculous and everything else and all that. And then, you know, Michigan went on to win the Big Ten Championship, and that was a big thing, and it was awesome. Um, and it just, you know, just chose to <laughs> wake up and choose violence on us. It was, you know, just hoping to lose. And some people I had to block because they was just hoping – and, and rivalries happen, I get that, but when you wish upon a team for them to catch COVID and, and all of that there, you're taking it way too far. You're taking it way too far, and uh, it, it's just absolutely it was excessive and, and all that. Um, but I, I am proud of this team for several reasons. One, this team went unranked. They were unranked to start the season. And ended up number two in the college football playoff. That was not even projected because majority of every media press, uh, every news out, every uh, sports news outlet, and everything else had had put Ohio State in there. That it was going to be a wash, rinse, repeat year. That Ohio State with their core receivers Olave, uh, Jackson Smith, Najiba, who is a phenomenal, a phenomenal uh, wide receiver. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud, also a Heisman finalist, along with Aiden Hutchinson, you know, on the defensive end, a finalist. Um, they thought that they were going to put them, or they automatically thought that they were going to once again be in the top four. Um, and it was, this was something of a usual year because Ohio State had two losses, which was very rare uh, in the past several years. And I think the last time that they had multiple losses like that, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, is when uh, Luke Fickle was the interim coach 
And now fast forward to this, and Luke Fickle did something phenomenal and great with Cincinnati. And shout out to their whole entire program uh, for that. And for anybody to say that Cincinnati or Michigan did not deserve to be in the top four, you know, I respect your opinion, but yes, they did. They did the work. These guys did everything that they could to, uh, to their teams. Shout out to the coaches and the coaching staff on all of these teams to get, they, to get their teams to where they uh, were men. Uh, the chips fell where they may when it came to their schedules, when it came to their games that they won, when it came to uh, their championship games and so forth. They deserve to be there. And the, and the, the ridiculousness of amount of comments about, you know, if Ohio State was in there, they could have, you know, beat the brakes off of Georgia or if, you know, Oregon was in there or if, 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 if was a fifth, ladies and gentlemen, we all be, I'd be drunk behind this microphone right now. Okay. <laughs> so you, we just got to calm down with all of that and, and just, and just realize that it's, it, it, it happened the way that it happened. These two teams, you know, faced a couple of SEC powerhouses and now the two SEC powerhouses are going against each other. Uh, next Monday for the national championship. So um, I saw so far that it's not, um, I think they had Alabama a three-point favorite, the last that I checked. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, hopefully a tight game. It's not going to be one-sided game. It's going to be something exciting. I know there's one more game that's left in the bowl, and I believe it's uh, LSU and Kansas State uh, supposed to be playing later on uh, this evening, I believe. And so uh, the Tax Act, Texas Bowl. Um, and here's the interesting thing, too. With so much of the, uh, you know, the uh, coronavirus, and they now the, um, uh, the Omicron or Omicron or however it's pronounced, uh, is unfortunately uh, increasing. And so several of these teams uh, had to cancel, uh, or they, some of the bowls had to cancel because some of these teams had to drop out. And that, and that was unfortunate. Uh, in itself, and I had uh, wrote a post about it on, on social media. I think there was like five or six teams that had to drop out. Uh, one of them that was in question that people had talked about on social media was UCLA. Uh, seeing pictures of the students or the student athletes, the football players, uh, I believe they went to uh, SeaWorld or wherever it was, uh, and then all of a sudden, 24 to 48 hours later, they're pulling out of the bowl, bowl game. So, uh, you know... They didn't have enough defensive linemen. I don't know. You know, pictures, you know, video speak, uh, uh, volumes, it speaks tons. When you're looking at the footage and then, you know, that particular team uh, drops out. Um, but you want your student athletes, you want anybody that's competing in the championship bowl to, to you know, be healthy and be well. Um, it's a bummer for those that had to be on the receiving end that they wouldn't be able to play in that respectable bowl. Uh, and I felt for those teams. Some of those teams, they were able replacements. Shout out to the Rutgers, okay, that came in. They played Wake Forest. I know Wake Forest's opponent had dropped out. And then Rutgers, you know, they had a 5-7 and seven record. Uh, gathering those teams back together, uh, saying, hey, guys, we're going to uh, a bowl, um, you know, get – you know, get here, let's practice. And then, you know, on short notice to, to come together and uh, do the best they can in these bowl games. Um, I mean, they were, I believe it was the Gator Bowl. That's what they were in the Gator Bowl. They come together last minute. Um, unfortunately, got beat handedly to George, uh, Wake Forest that I was already practicing to play their opponent and, and everything, uh, 38 to 10. 
Um, you know, I give them, I give them a shout out because the effort is they took on the challenge. They arrived uh, there and, you know, they gave it the best uh, shot that they could. So, um, you know, it, it was it was awesome to see uh, so many of uh, these incredible bowl games. Uh, I particularly uh, enjoyed a, a couple of them. Um, and no, they're not Ohio State, whatever. My husband did. I mean, he kept watching it over and over again. I'm still trying to convince him to come on this show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what his his deal and his issue is, but he still won't come on the show. Um, Minnesota and West Virginia was a great game to, uh, to watch, uh, the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, they were a fun watch. Uh, Maryland and Virginia Tech. Maryland, uh, Tua's brother, Tulia uh, Tuga, uh, Tugaviola, uh, just went off on that game. Uh, it was absolutely, they just, it just, it was just, I was not expecting it to be this massively one-handed in a Virginia Tech program, but again, they're going through some uh, changes as well. Um, kind of, the one part I remember was they were talking to the new head coach, I believe it was, and <laughs> um, Maryland had scored while he was being interviewed by the uh, commentators in the booth. Maryland had scored a 70-yard touchdown while he was talking. So that was kind of an awkward situation, but I didn't think it would be this one-sided. 54 to 10 was that final score. Um, so that that was an interesting watch to see. Uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, I don't know what was more fascinating. Uh, South Carolina in North Carolina, the, you know, the battle of the Carolinas and the ultimate prize, obviously a trophy, but one of the coaches was going to be doused into mayonnaise. Um, so it ended up being South Carolina's coach taking a mayonnaise bath. So, um, I, I mean, maybe it loosened some pores and softened his skin. I don't know. They showed that afterwards and, uh, I, I couldn't, it couldn't be me. It just couldn't be me. So, um, but you know, we'll see next Monday, National Championship, Alabama, Georgia for all the marbles, uh, for the bragging rights. Uh, in my opinion, um, watching both of these teams play, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I think Georgia has the slight advantage, in my opinion. I think they end up winning it in a close one. Um, and uh, Kirby Smart will uh, um, hoist the trophy up uh, Monday night. And uh, all is said and done. And then um, there'll be a close to the another season of college football and everything. So transfer portals will be open. I know uh, there's players that are already declaring for the NFL draft. A lot of people that dropped out uh, from bowl games that said that they were uh, going to the NFL draft. Um, if you have time, pull up the comments that uh, it was uh, a week ago. I believe it was uh, ESPN uh, college game day analyst, Kurt Herbstreit and Desmond Howard had said, and gave their opinion and displeasure of students dropping out and going to the NFL early, especially if they're getting NIL money. Um, they had a whole conversation about it, um, which it, it's it's in, in my opinion that that's such a that's such a tough tough subject because you know now that you know name image and likeness and some of the students do not get that, and I did not know that international players don't get. Uh, money for that. Um, that I don't know why, um, but uh, international players don't get that for name, image, and likeness. You know, they have to go other routes and so forth. So um, I can see uh, as far as that aspect is concerned and everything else. Um, I know that there has been conversations uh, along with the rules that is for NCAA players that are in basketball, that they can be a one and done. And we see the revolving door on, on Kentucky Wildcats, especially in basketball. 
but I believe for uh, football players, college football players, they have to be in college at least two or three years in order for them to declare for the draft. Uh, so I know that's another conversation that has been uh, talked about for years. Uh, why can't a college football player that knows they're good and knows they can make a lot of money, that knows that they are talented to go to the next level, why do they have to wait so many years versus a college basketball player that has that opportunity to be one and done? I don't know if it has to do with you only get 60 people that you can draft in the NBA versus, you know, you get seven rounds uh, in the NFL. I think it's 356 people, 355, 356, one to two. So I don't know. It's just so much uh, red tape to untangle and to cut through as far as that. Uh, but, you know, people will make a decision at the end of the day, that student athlete, when they transfer, whether they transfer, whether they go to the NFL, you know, at the end of the day, they are, you know, doing the soul searching and making the right decision for them. It's not all about the almighty dollar that they're doing that for themselves uh, knowing that they can make an impact and make a difference on a team. Um, you know, once they go through the combine and those coaches watch and they check them out and see their talents and everything else, that they're making a, a right decision as far as that. So uh, good luck to every single student that is going to the next level, those that are foregoing their senior season or those that are transferring to another program to get their opportunity, to get their shot. Um, good luck to every single person that is doing that. Uh, as well. Uh, the NFL, we are winding down a phenomenal season, except for my Lions. You know, either they're going to be number one or number two in the draft. I know them and Jacksonville Jaguars are duking it out for the number one pick. I can tell you that right now, I might as well just go ahead and congratulate the Green Bay Packers. Even though that I love and I'm dedicated to my team and I'm going to stick beside them, I believe that Jared Goff is not going to be playing uh, next week. So I believe it's going to be Tim Boyle once again who is just nothing but a tease to us. Well, he will do great, and then all of a sudden just continually throw the ball to the person that's not wearing the same jersey. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, mean the, I, I looked and I saw the Jaguars was getting destroyed. They got destroyed by the Patriots 50 to 10, and I was like, man, that's terrible. They got destroyed 50 to 10, and then here comes Seattle destroying my team 51-29. <laughs> so... Um, I would love to. I would love to fulfill my dream. I don't know who they need to talk to, but I would love to fulfill my dream to go to the NFL draft this year and call a name of who we're going to draft on my beloved Detroit Lions. So whoever is listening and will be listening to this, holla at your girl. Let her go to the draft and pick a name, uh, announce the name at the draft. That'd be absolutely amazing. In my Calvin Johnson uh, jersey, of course, or my Barry Sanders, either one. Um, but... You only got a week left, of course. Can't start the new year <laughs> without something that everybody's going to talk about. And, of course, what happened between the Jets, the New York football Jets, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the third quarter. Um, everybody's talented and favorite guy, <sighs> Antonio Brown. Bless his heart. <sighs> I... I he is a world of talent at a wide receiver stance. If you followed his career and if you followed him in Central Michigan University, uh, shout out to the Chippewas, by the way. They won their bowl game. Shout out to them. I did watch their bowl game. They were absolutely amazing. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor.
One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials. He has all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that kid help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. I want to be careful when I say this because of the fact that this man, this 34-year-old man, who has been then in the league, out of the league, in the league, out of the league, however you want to call it, however you want to see it, um has been that person where teams have seen that he has the talent, that when he is focused and when he is driven and he's in shape and he gives it his all, oh my goodness, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't stop him. Um, the antics that took place during the third quarter of the game, um, it was communicative to Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, uh, that he had asked uh, Antonio Brown to go back in the game. He was pulled out of the game, asked him to get back in the game. I guess a, a little discussion, a heated one, if you will, um, took place. And then Coach Arian said, well, fine, you're done. And Antonio Brown took it as, okay, I'm done. And as the world watched, he took off his pads, jersey, threw the jersey in the stands, threw his gloves in the stands, uh, mind you, it was not cold in New York that day. I believe that they say that it was in the 20s. Um, Mike Evans, who is a teammate of his, and you can see him, you know, going over to the sideline and calming him down, trying to calm him down, the best of his ability, he failed, and uh, waved to the crowd and pretty much adios and just ran into the locker room. Um, and then the the can't come back, you know, happened. The Buccaneers ended up winning that game and they were down majority of the game against the Jets. Um, now, whether it be because he wasn't getting enough touches, whether it be because he wasn't making, you know, a lot to get the key plays or whether it be just frustration on the end, I, I, I don't, I have no idea. Um, Coach Arians at the end said that Arians, or Arians said that he is no longer a buck and that, that he wanted to focus on the guys that stayed in the game and didn't quit on the game. However, Coach Arians can't make that call uh, as far as, you know, saying that he is no longer a part of the game. Um, the young man is, this man is 33 years old, world of talent. Um, he needed eight catches, 55 yards, and one touchdown to secure a $1 million purse. 
ladies and gentlemen, no one should be surprised of the fact that he has done numerous amounts of antics before. If you check out his his track record, and you know, I don't want to bore you with all kinds of, you know, this is what he's done. You know, the epic. Uh, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. When he was released from the Bucks, or not the Bucks, I'm sorry, the Raiders, he didn't play not one game with the Raiders whatsoever. Uh, but it showed on TV where he was talking uh, to his grandmother and then got the alert saying that he was uh, released from the Raiders and ran around in his backyard and you know claimed that he was free. Um, the epic meltdown where he distanced himself from the Pittsburgh Steelers players and then had, you know, the riff with Ben Roethlisberger and then had the riff with Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, the jaw and John back and forth with all of that and then how that tenure ended. Um, how the tenure ended with, I think he only played one game with the Patriots and then uh, some legal stuff ended up happening where he was uh, um, charged, not charged, but was uh, accused of uh, sexual harassment by, I believe, a trainer and so forth, and that ended his tenure there. Um, so he didn't get the full, you know, he was with Tom Brady that time and then reconnected with Tom Brady, had a monster season last season, which what happened, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, and then now this, and you're missing, you know, Leonard Fournette, and you're missing Chris Godwin, and now you're missing Antonio Brown, so now the Bucs have got to figure out, you know, how they're going to be a contender in the postseason and, you know, all this distraction of Antonio Brown and anything else, which he made a special guest appearance at a Brooklyn Nets game the other night, uh, sitting at courtside and everything else, um, living his best life. Now, from all of this and when you see all this and you can see this on every single media outlet and everything else, um, you know, I was going to pull up a clip, but you all can watch it. It's better to watch it than to hear it here on the podcast. Uh, this man pretty much, I think has just been, is just done with the NFL. Um, the, the interesting thing that I was, I was talking to people about and I got, you know, in so many conversations and so many chats on Twitter and as well as Facebook on my pages is that people were bringing up the hit that Vontez Burfecht put on him several years ago. Uh, during a game when he still was with the Steelers. And you could see, if you pull it up, Vontez Burfecht hit on Antonio Brown. You can see that Antonio Brown basically, when Vontez Burfecht hit him, uh, helmet to helmet, that Antonio Brown went down like a sack of potatoes. Like he just went limp. Um, and that's where, you know, Burfecht was considered, you know, was called a dirty player and had that label for so many seasons that he played in the NFL. And, you know... <laughs> People that are non-psychiatrists and doctors and analysts and everything else and, you know, sitting on their couch and thinking that they're experts of, of you know, head trauma and all that saying, well, he hasn't been right since then. I don't know. And everything else, you know, and I just was like, you know, I made my comments like, well, we can't analyze off of that. You know, maybe it was cause of the head. Maybe it's something else. But then we have to look at his body of work of off the field issues and everything else. It's all happened before. There's been some of it that's happened before the Vontez perfect hit. And then, of course, more of it after the, the hit taken place and he was recovered and all of that. So people said, well, he seemed like he's off and he's doing all this outlandish stuff. And have you seen his hair and how he dressed and how he walks in and how he has his mustache blonde and his hair looks like a Rubik's Cube or, you know, a, a puzzle piece and all this other stuff. OK, what does that have to do with the sheer fact that he does all these antics, how the man dresses, how... He has his puzzle, you know, his hair in different shapes and all this other stuff. I mean, you got to look at it. There's many athletes that we have seen throughout the time, not just in football, but 
I mean, every time that I tell somebody I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, oh my God, I remember the malice at the palace and this and this and this and this and Ron Artest and all that. I mean, there's so many examples of athletes that got upset and they're, you know, they throw their gloves or they throw a ball or they throw their jersey into the stands or get upset. Uh, Jalen Rose was on his show talking about, you know, how he, you know, got mad and he got ejected from a game. He took off his jersey, threw it into the stands and everything else. I mean, we can go in, I can go into so many examples of athletes losing their cool and everything else. When it comes to this case whatsoever, um, we, we, can't, we can't make that assessment. What I will say is this, that the man does need some kind of help. And he, the only thing that will allow him to get help is himself. And he will have to recognize that. Um, there's, there's some outlandish things that he has done, that he has done on his IG. I remember he was attacking his baby mama while his kids was present and saying some unpleasant things about her. Uh, and his kids are nearby, you know? So uh, I, I just want him to, if he's happy to walk away from the NFL, and he's technically not cut, even though Coach Arian said he is, he's no longer a buck, but he's still employed as far as that, because uh, uh, they had mentioned on Monday Night Football when I was watching it between the Browns and the Steelers, um, that he can file a... Uh, uh, injury grievance of some sort. Uh, and I don't know if the mental health aspect of it is in there. So it doesn't matter. I don't know if he's injured. I don't, I don't know the, the case and the cause of that. Again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, but the man does need some kind of help. Um, I hope that he gets it. Uh, I hope that he's at peace with him. If it is where we do not see him no longer in the NFL, I hope that he's at peace with it. I hope that he does uh, live his life to the fullest, healthy. Um, this being a new year, he, you know, of course we're going to remember this and the way that he had danced and walked off the, the field in New York. Uh, if this is it, that he becomes at peace with it, uh, that he becomes a great father, that, you know, he continues to be involved with his kids, but most importantly, his health, his mental well-being, um, that, uh, he, he takes care of that so that he can be there for his kids and his children. Um, and, and that's important. Uh, as I mentioned, the Browns and Steelers play the other night, um, um, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, they ended up winning over the, the Browns and, uh, that is his final home game. Uh, and I asked a question to the people on Twitter, is Ben Roethlisberger a first round hall of famer? And a lot of people said, yes. Um, and he's got one more game, obviously it's on the road, but, uh, emphatically without a shadow of a doubt, I agree. Uh, he had a great career. Um, and, uh, it's still not over yet. So I won't get, I won't give the numbers and all that, but to have be on one team, your whole entire career from a kid from Ohio, Finley, Ohio, that went to Miami of Ohio, uh, and drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, won two Super Bowl championships, uh, one with Coach Collar and one with Mike Tomlin. I mean, that, that's absolutely phenomenal. And at 39, you know, getting ready to walk away from a tremendous career. Um, say what you want about him. Uh, he's, you know, had his ups, had his downs on the field, off the field issues, you know, whatever the case is. 
uh, on the field is where his body of work is going to be uh, talked about and what he has contributed to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and where they go from here as far as a quarterback is concerned. That's going to be some giant shoes to fill. That's going to be absolutely huge who they're going to draft. Uh, not a strong quarterback class that's coming out, but then again, you can always find some diamonds in the rough, a la Mac Jones, who is tearing it up for New England right now. Very impressed as they make the postseason. You know, shout out to them. Shout out to the Bengals, AFC North champions. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to do it, but my goodness, prove me wrong. I, I am so sorry. Shout out to all the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Who they? Um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is going to be a combo that is going to be amazing to watch for years to come. Um, and the Cincinnati leadership and upper office need to make sure that that combo stays together, stays healthy. Uh, LSU alum that is doing some magical things. And you can see why it worked when they were on LSU. And you can see now why it worked now with a season that completely turned around. Uh, so shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals for that. Big shoes to fill. We had a big loss that, that took place. Um, huge, huge, huge loss uh, that happened towards the end of the year uh, last year. And I'm trying to cue it up for everybody to listen to. You know, say how special this feeling is. You know, I mean, to be in here, you know, in Canton with these great people of Canton, Ohio, and you can't believe the job that they do. It's not only today, I mean, the game, the, the parade. I mean, they have 100,000 people at the parade at 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this, this is a special place, and this is a celebration of football. And when you celebrate, celebrate pro football, it has to be here in Canton, Ohio, because this is where the NFL started. And I want to thank you people and, and all the pro football fans and the pro football writers that, that voted me into the Hall of Fame, led by you know Frank Cooney and Ira Miller, a special thanks to them. But you know everyone that made that possible, it was a long wait, but it was a, a wait that you know, when you finally get in, it's made it all worthwhile because the feeling is so special and you appreciate it so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, John Earl Madden, he had uh, 12 Emmys, uh, a phenomenal career. Um, I was a thought in the eyes of God when he had won the Super Bowl six with uh, the Raiders. Um, not six, I'm sorry, 11. I got to look it up, y'all. Sorry about that. But I know he won the Super Bowl. Uh, it, he, I, I, I don't... Um, all I, re I, I can tell you this, there's so many things about him uh, that I remember, you know, just a giant presence in broadcasting, for sure. Uh, the only person that I know that is, was a broadcaster in four major networks, um, that he brought a, a fun, it was like part fun, part masterclass when he would be in the booth. Uh, with his with his antics, uh, I remember like when somebody says, "What do you remember about John Madden?" and I had somebody that asked me that, and I was like, "Tough acting to acting was the first thing that came to my mind. The commercial that he talked about about getting rid of athlete's foot. Weird, right? That'd be the first thing that popped into my mind. Uh, Ace Hardware, 
Miller Lite, uh, the, introduce, the, the introduction of Turducken, <laughs> and on the Thanksgiving games where we a turkey and a duck right there and a turducken and him cutting it open with his bare hand, <laughs> you know, and it was it was just the funniest thing to see. Um, but you would learn from him the what is that gizmo that he had the uh, telestrator where he's just drawing, you know, the players, uh, drawing the circles and these lines around the players and where that particular runner is going to go up the, up the, up the middle. Or uh, he had circled one with somebody that had uh, made a play. I think it was on the Dallas Cowboys sideline and uh, had, you know, some, he goes, you can tell it's hot outside. Look at the steam, steam coming from their head. I mean, these helmets are packed all the heat in there. <laughs> his, um, you know, his, his words with boom, and pow, and doink, and all of that, you know, when he's describing uh, a play that's taking place. Um, for me, the, the partnership that he had in that booth with Pat Summerall, you know, now they're the two calling the most ultimate game in heaven, I'm sure. Um, you know that it was going to be uh, a, a great time in that booth, whatever game that they called uh, in there. You know, his pro that's, that clip that I just played you was from his Hall of Fame speech in 2006. Uh, you need to pull up and watch the whole entire uh, video of him doing, uh, that talking, but, uh, it, it was, it's so crazy. His, his special aired not long ago, just three or four, a few days ago, I believe it was either on Christmas or day over Christmas and everything else, which I highly, I, I highly recommend everyone to watch Madden, um, people that spoke about him, how much of an influence that he had, how much he had influence starting in 1984 to this day with, uh, the EA sports and Madden tearing up in them, football games um, that mostly every household has of, uh, you know, a Madden sports, the all Madden team. Um, you know, you, you were absolutely somebody if you made the all Madden team. Uh, you know, and I, there was many players that spoke about that, uh, about how they were honored to be on the all Madden team because it was a, something that I believe I read that he started to um, recognize Athletes that recognize football players that are good at, at their core and at what con contributions that they've done on their team at that particular position. Um, I mean, it just on and on and on of what this this man has done. Um, and I, I want to say gone too soon. You know, 85 to me is just young. And uh, he has contributed so much to this game, to this sport, to broadcasting, to announcing to coaching, um, to, to, to everywhere. And I know that he just celebrated 60 something years or 60 years, something like that with his beloved wife, uh, on their anniversary and then to read that he had passed. Um, so it, it just continued prayers for, uh, thoughts and prayers for the Madden family, those that have been close to him, those that got the honor to meet him. Um, you felt like you did know him when you watched them all on TV uh, for sure. And so it, that's, that's a, that's a big, big legacy in the game of football that, uh, was lost big legacy in, um, broadcasting. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed when I was watching that Madden special and those that, um, would get sound advice from them, from Bob Costas to, um, <clears throat> trying to think of all the other ones that were on there. There were so many people that, had, uh, you know, the late Pat Summerall that had worked with them, um, Chris Collinsworth, 
Uh, you know, so many people that had, you know, colleagues and everything else, those that were part of the Raiders organization, uh, everybody that knew him, it was, he said that he was just a gentle giant that was, that loved to talk about football, the, the, the techniques of it, that basically it was just like a master class, uh, that he took the time out to talk to you, to teach you, uh, especially if you were in the world of broadcasting and in journalism, um, that he, he would give you that sound advice uh, to enhance you know, your craft and your ability and everything else. Uh, the common thread that I saw people had talked about as far as him is that he was always that giver, that person that um, was, despite the towering presence that he, he was at 6'4", um, he always took time out, you know, look you in the eye and just uh, talk to you and listen to you with enthusiasm and emphatically. And uh, that, that is someone of a fan such as myself that grew up watching him in his broadcasting career, not so much of, you know, his coaching and so forth, but just of his broadcasting career and seeing that and seeing him in the booth. And uh, definitely he's going to be so missed. Uh, so those that got your Madden games, hold on to those games. I know that they're going to continue with the series and everything else. I know that many people went out <laughs> and stopped by a, a, a gaming store and majority of those games was cleaned out in honor of the, of the amazing... Uh, the amazing John Madden. Uh, may he rest in peace. And uh, his memory, as Wolf Blitzer always says on CNF, be a blessing. And I hope that it is. Another person that uh, I'm still in shock that we had lost is the incomparable, amazing Betty White. Um, I know that uh, the 17th was supposed to be her 100th birth birthday to celebrate. And I was so excited to, uh, because there was going to be uh, on the big screen... Um, uh, Fandom Events was hosting uh, a big 100th birthday celebration, and I was excited about that, and, and hopefully they still do it. Um, but she had passed away peacefully, uh, we were told in news reports, um, at the age of 99, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, just She's in the Guinness Book of World Records for seven decades of acting. She loved to act. She loved to entertain. She loved to be funny. Um, you know, I couldn't get enough of everyone that had worked with her, uh, what, they, what they had said about her, what they, uh, they had the privilege that they had of meeting her um, from Golden Girls, obviously, is what people had known her from, from Rose Nyland that, that she played in St. Olaf. Um, I know that Hallmark the other day had, uh, I think it was a 24-hour marathon of the Golden Girls. And uh, I only got a few episodes in because I just got, I got misty-eyed. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't finish watching it. I became a big baby afterwards, but that was my show. Um, and then, you know, you got her in, uh, she was before Golden, Golden Girls. And I remember this growing up, Mary Tyler Moore show. She was the sassy Sue Ann. Uh, and her, her character on that was just out of this world. Hilarious. Um, and then you had Elka that was in hot in Cleveland, uh, for a new generation of people that, you know, got to know her and got to see her on there. Then in commercials came calling, especially the one that I can remember off the top of my head is the Snickers commercial <laughs> where you got the guys out there that are playing, um, the football and, uh, <laughs> she's running up the middle 
and the, the person goes and tackles her, and, and you know, he's like, the guy's like saying, hey, you, so-and-so, you're not being yourself, and blah, 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 and everything else, and then and Betty White's like, well, that's not what your girlfriend said, you know, and everybody's like, ooh, you know, and it was basically about Snickers and satisfying the hunger and everything else, but, uh, and then my, mov- my favorite movie of her being in there is playing Gammy, uh, Gammy Annie, to Ryan Reynolds' character in The Proposal with Sandra Bullock, uh, and Mary, uh, Mary, I can't remember her last name, but, uh, and also Craig T. Nelson was in there and uh, she was just so, <laughs> she was hilarious in that movie. And, uh, that ironically came on the other night and, uh, she was just so good and the wit just so sharp. Um, and in just, just, just perfect comedic timing, um, and then seeing her, and whenever I get a chance to uh, see uh, Saturday Night Live, saw her on Saturday Night Live, she was hilarious. I believe the musical guest star was Jay-Z at the time. Oh, my gosh, she was just so funny, just absolutely funny. And so um, I, I hope that they I hope that they uh, play that, because um, I'm, I'm really curious to see it. The uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about Betty White. <laughs> Forgive me for that, but I hope that they end up playing her her special on her birthday that they were supposed to do the hundredth birthday celebration because she just needs to be celebrated uh, of everything that she's done and the accomplishments she see that she's done. And if I were you, um, there's a history of you know you, besides the recent stuff that I just said, but she's been in the acting world for so long. I mean, had her own show uh, back in the '50s and the '60s. You know, had that that um, where a lot of women don't didn't get. Uh, that uh, in a male-dominated entertainment world, you know, she was one of very few that have her own variety show. You know, when you had the Judy Garlands, you had her, Carol Burnett, uh, Lucille Ball having her own show and then having her own production company. You had a lot of women that were out there that, that um, despite being in the entertainment world and television and movies, for them to have an own variety series or, you know, have their own production company back in those days was very, very rare. Uh, but she has a phenomenal story uh, about that. So if you Google her and pull her up, I believe there was a special that was on and I, I watched it. And it was, it was so interesting to see what she had been involved in and everything else. So um, I'm going to end the show, obviously, with the most common theme song that everybody knows for sure. And that is the Golden Girls theme song. So I thank everybody for taking the time out to listen to me. Have a phenomenal kickoff start to the year. More to come off of this podcast. Uh, have any ideas or, or anything like that there? Hit me up. I heard that with Marisa.com. I'm on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, and on Instagram. And then those will hit at the end of the show. But I got to leave you with this because it's the right thing to do. So everybody, please take care and stay safe. Take care, everybody.
Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.